Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues day two in Kansas. We're going out to Salina, and we're going to meet with Brooks Olivier and the band BRX after we talk about Flash Jam. Discover your celebrity at its newest, hottest, and most interesting and fun live music show to hit the music scene in 50 years. It's called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or you enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam is a Dynamic way for musicians to come together, perform, and compete for recognition and some rewards. Whether you're new to the stage or you're an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides an exciting platform to collaborate and showcase your talents. Musicians will perform hit songs with other random musicians. So, for example, Brooks might want to do a Creedence song, and I might want to do that same Creedence song, but I want to play bass on it. And then John might want to play drums on that same Creedence song. So we all sign up to play that song and then we're showcased at flash jam first time we play together will be the first time we played together so we all learn our part and we play this song existing bands are also featured performing iconic songs that they display uh, they're able to display new and emerging local talent as well and then the music patrons participate they vote for voting they participate by voting for their favorite musical combinations. It's all there. It's called Flash Jam, and it's coming to a market near you. Flashjam.com. Welcome to the show. And our guest from Salina, Kansas, is Brooks Olivier, not Chevalier. So, Brooks, you're from Salina. Are you born and raised in Salina? Or? I was actually I was born in Denton, Texas. I was raised in kind of a... Um, joint custody situation so i spent my um school life in bennington kansas which is just about 15 miles north of salina and then anytime i had off i was in dallas so i I spent a lot of time going back and forth and just kind of being in completely different environments a lot of different culture in each so sure were you in dallas dallas like in the heart Uh, of dallas suburb Louisville. Louisville. okay so it, Dallas has more suburbs per capita than any other city, I think, in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, for sure. But yeah, I like to I like to say that I'm a I'm a Texan, but I'm a little bit of both. <laughs> well, you're a can. What, is, what would that be? A tex a Texican? Yeah, a Texican. I like that. Yeah, there you go. it would come to me eventually. And what's your like? What's your musical pedigree? How did you get into music? Is your family musical? My family is uh, musical. My stepdad worked at the local uh, record store here in Salina. It was uh, House Sign Sound. Um, and he played in bands while I was growing up. I started playing the guitar when I was probably eight. I had my first wow. guitar. I didn't really... Um, I just goofed around probably until I was in high school. I got my first electric. And then I really kind of discovered punk music and that was kind of the route that i chose from there on i played in like the jazz band and a lot of different um 
a lot of different projects through the years, but I really kind of stuck with punk. It's kind of where I see myself. It's, it speaks to me more just that kind of um, real, not, I don't want to say basic, but it's a minimalistic raw sound that I really appreciate. You got a call from blank. Said I want to do your music. Who would you love that to be? Who would you like to be on the other end of the phone saying, I want to do one of your songs? Uh, I'd say Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day would be amazing. But um, the there's a band I really like called uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket. Oh, yeah. And I think they would do something pretty cool with, with a lot of my stuff. Isn't that fun? Because it's interesting because we were talking before the broadcast about uh, the first song we're going to play of yours, Everything, when I was listening to it it kind of sounded like Green Day to me. Mm-hmm. And now that's who you would like to play your music. The, uh, yeah, they are a big inspiration to me. A lot of their earlier stuff is really what I um, grew up with and kind of learned how to play and learned my my sound from bands like Green Day and Blink-182 and um, just that kind of like pop-punk style from the 90s and early 2000s. So. And how does punk today compare to punk back then? It's funner. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's funner. It's a little more serious. Um, and I think people take it a little more seriously now um, than they did back then because it was kind of a, a, a... Today, there's a lot of focus on subculture and it being a part of who we are as a society. And back in the... Prior to the 80s, I think that was kind of, uh, it was all frowned upon. You're either one of us or you're, you know, not involved whatsoever. And that's really kind of changed through the years. And it's kind of a lot easier to embrace these different musical movements um, just thanks to the internet and, you know, communication. I always thought of punk, now this is showing my age, but I always thought of punk back in your era, you know, back then in the 90s as kind of rebellious right and now it's mainstream and the word you used is absolutely what i'm experiencing of punk right now of contemporary punk it's fun yeah people are having so much fun with punk music i've i've listened to more punk this year because of this podcast than i have in the previous 30 years combined and i used to work in radio yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, for sure it's just it's uh it's it's really coming on i don't know coming on it's just it's really more established i guess established enough that a lot of people are doing punk bands the way my generation covered like the 70s and classic rock bands it's really cool it's really cool it's really refreshing too because there's in in all genres there's enough crap out there Mm -hmm. so people are picking out the sound or the tone or the creme de la creme of what came out of punk and have produced music like like some of your stuff here i actually found myself listening to it and enjoying it you know sure. yeah <laughs> which 30 years ago i'd say turn that shit down you know <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah so uh what was your first band was it in high school or was it like the yeah. jazz band you mentioned was it before you got into playing a band band or before jazz band i actually was in a um little we weren't really punk but we played a few like blink 182 songs and we wrote a little bit of music here and there and it was called riff 45 
um riff was actually the name of my dog and of course it was named after guitar riff and uh-huh. i somehow tricked the bass player and the drummer into naming us after my dog that's funny <laughs> and why the 45 because so, i like because of the musical connection you know 45 records and oh it's i got you like, yeah. now who's in brx is it just you or are there other members in brx it, it's actually just a clever way of spelling brooks so oh, okay. brx is brooks and okay. uh yeah it is just um a solo project that i've been working on since i i think i really i had a band that we called ourselves the slipstream drive and things kind of fell apart um right before we were going to record some music and i just kept the date and recorded it as brooks and i got a drummer after that to record over that i put it out as a demo Uh, a little while later i did it again and then i met with sage out of emporia kansas and we recorded uh three songs and in november we're going to record six more so i've noticed in alaska and i've noticed in kansas of all things that you guys have a similarity and it's uh you all kind of work together because there's oh, a yeah. band called altered saints there's another one called uh, uh what's cody's band i'm drawing a blank uh or uh, multifaceted multifaceted yeah and you you know guys in both of those bands but the, they don't necessarily know each other but this guy from multifaceted might know this guy from right. it's just amazing to me and kansas is a pretty good sized state but it's a lot of landmass it's not a lot of people what we also you know we get around um you, you can't play a town of 50,000 every weekend and expect to grow your audience you got to get out and you got to right. meet new people from different audit from different uh cities and um i really just try to connect with as many people who i like what they're doing and you know if they want to do a little collab here and there we might get together and record some vocals or i'm I'm trying to play bass with um a couple different bands but uh scheduling scheduling is another conflict Mm -hmm. and just getting 45 minutes away to you know, go to Manhattan for the weekend and record some songs. Sometimes it's a little difficult. Everybody's got kids and families to take care of and jobs and just working all of that out and just, um, that whole whole responsibility thing, it just gets in the way of music, doesn't it? It really does. (laughs) It's so obnoxious and you got to show up to work the next day and act like you're not a, huge rock stars and somewhere gotta, else in the world gotta <laughs> feed the kids and you gotta make your house payments and all that so the first song of yours we're gonna play is called everything tell me about that that's so the one everything... that i said when i listened to it i thought it sounded like green day to me yeah uh it's highly influenced by green day uh, as much of my stuff is but it is a song about um I, when I when I started writing it, I was thinking about the future a lot and what I wanted to see myself and what I where I thought I was going and how a relationship might interfere with that. It's not really an autobiography or anything, but it's kind of an imagining of a relationship that isn't quite working out. It's not going the way that you intended it to, and yeah. just kind of a need to express that and see how the other end works out cool we're gonna give it a listen 
The song right. is called Everything, and our guest today is Brooks Olivier, or BRX. Salina, Kansas, BRX, Brooks Olivier here on the Music of America podcast. We'll be back to talk with Brooks after we talk about this. You know, years ago, I well, I got into an accident at work where I ended up spending a month on my stomach while my back wounds healed. I had scalded and severely burned my lower back. About two weeks into my healing, I realized I hadn't smoked a cigarette in two weeks, so I quit smoking. 
Now, that method worked for me, okay? I don't suggest it for anyone else. Thank goodness, though, we have a company called Laser Therapy South located just outside of Fort Lauderdale, and they deal with customers all over the world. Since 2003, Laser Therapy South has helped thousands of people quit smoking, reduce stress, and alleviate chronic and acute pain. Laser Therapy South has developed its own unique approach to tackle both the physiological and habitual components of addiction to help you achieve total success. Laser therapy, it's an acupuncture-based treatment that originated in Europe and Canada about 25 years ago. Your success is measured immediately. Laser therapy is instantaneous. Your treatment date is also your quit date. It's a cold or therapeutic laser. It doesn't produce heat. It doesn't cut tissue where most clients walk away reporting more like feeling they just had a massage after their treatment. Laser Therapy South, www.lasertherapysouth.com, where all of your questions can be answered. Check them out today if you want to quit smoking. www.lasertherapysouth.com, where being a quitter is a good thing. Brooks Olivier is our guest on the Music of America podcast from Salina, but he's, uh, but what's the word we came up with? You're a Texican. Texican. Texican, yeah. yeah. So, do you get to Texas anymore, or do you still go down there periodically? My sister lives in Plano currently. She's raising a family down there. Um, I haven't been back in a long time, though. I yeah. I really love Texas. I love uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but I, I haven't made it back in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, your songwriting, your songwriting style, your songwriting skill – how do you go about songwriting? Because I, I was telling my brother the other day, and I say this a lot, you can line up 100 songwriters, and 70 of them will have a different way of how they approach songwriting. And the other 30 will say, well, I do a little bit of this, but a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So what is your approach? Do you just uh, decide, I want to start writing today? Or does something hit you that makes you get you inspired to write something? Or what is your process? A, a lot of times it's inspiration. Um for me, I like to focus on the guitar and coming up with a melody, and then it just kind of like uh, I I I mumble and kind of hum along and kind of yeah. find where the song's heart is, and then I focus on lyrics and what this song sounds like. Um, with missing, I came up with the first riff, and I just kind of like went with it a little bit. Um, and I thought, you know, that'd be be really cool if this was kind of about a um, person who doesn't really fit in where they're at and started there. And it's like, oh, well, you're not lost. You're just missing. You're already missing. So uh-huh. that's kind of I, I start with the guitar and then I find the melody and try to find the heart of the song. So. I, I've never heard it that way, but that's so clever. That's so dead on accurate. You find the heart of the song. And a lot of times the song will find you. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and it's, it's always inspired. It's always like interesting where you find inspiration. You know, I, I've written a song recently that is um, a lot about it. It's not really based on the movie, the evil dead, but it, it's got this, evil dead feel to it so Uh i'm trying to find the lyrics that kind of like push it in this kind of like horror direction so 
does it come now that idea did that come from like just playing a dark chord one day or just messing around and just put a couple of notes together and said that sounds kind of sinister yeah is it's just kind of like oh, this riff sounds nasty it doesn't yeah. sound like anything that i've written and i'm sitting here watching uh film while playing a little guitar and i'm just like this is this is going to be a horror song <laughs> gotta figure I, this I, I love that and i hate you people that are able to do that <laughs> because you, you, it just it just sounds so natural it comes so natural to you and i sit there and if I, when i try to write music i can't and oh, i think that's the problem when i sit there and i'm just playing around on the guitar that's when i grab my phone and hit record yeah you know? and that's where some a lot of times music comes from with me doing like what you're talking about but i don't i i can't ever match up the lyrics the right way that people like you can well it's it's always about wanting to and sometimes it doesn't work sometimes you want to put a message in with something that is just completely off base and you i don't believe in writer's block i think yeah. that if you want to create work you're gonna it might not be impressive to you but other people might appreciate it and it doesn't mean you know i always think about like george lucas returning to star wars he, it, nothing's definite you can rework whatever you have um you know, he re-released everything in the '90s from the '70s, and it's yeah. all a little different. So you can you can go back and revisit your music and make it. Never better. thought of it that way, but that's absolutely. I've, I've got a, a friend of my daughter's that played at their wedding, and he was going to be on my show in Alabama because he lives down there. And uh, we got talking. He called me up and he said, "Tom, I can't do it." I said, "Why not, man?" It seems, he goes, "Well, I listen to all my music, and it's just crap." <laughs> sometimes you feel that way you know i mean i loved i bought his album or a cd you know i bought a cd from him it was really really good and then uh you know several years later he hasn't played music he said i haven't picked up a guitar probably in two years he's you know married wife kids you know and uh but he, he agreed to do the show and then he called me up he said get somebody else he said my i, I promise i'll start writing again my, all my songs are crap <laughs> like, okay well but you know, you know, maybe maybe that's what he'll do. He'll revisit those songs. You know, yeah. How many times did you visit Missing? Uh, Missing just flowed. Yeah, that, that was one that I knew I wanted to write. I knew what I wanted it to be about, and I just let it go. Well, we're gonna let it go. We're gonna play it right now. All, All right? right. BRX Brooks Olivier from Salina, Kansas, and the Music of America podcast. And this song is called Missing. Yeah. 
Missing with Brooks Olivier from BRX, Atlantic, Kansas. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, here on the Music of America podcast. In a little town of Kansas called Tecumseh, you're going to find a place called Monkey House Guitars. Now, Monkey House Guitars is a small major order guitar shop, and if you think it, they can build it. Some of the most beautiful handmade guitars you'll ever see, meticulously designed and crafted for your specifications. Nothing by machine hand-laid frets, everything's routed and sanded there in the shop at Monkey House Guitars. The Multiverse guitar is singularly one of the most innovative and interesting guitars I think I've ever seen being made. And you can watch it be made through Facebook photos. He's got a video of him actually building the guitar. Mike Thompson, the luthier, an amazing artisan who will not accept the fact that he's a luthier, even though he builds guitars. That's a funny story. And you'll hear that story tomorrow on the Music of America podcast. And as a side note, you know, we all know cancer sucks. Well, Mike Thompson of Monkey House Guitar recently has felt the touch of what that disease can do to anyone that has a friend or loved one go through those rigors and sorrows of cancer. When thinking about charities or doing benefits for somebody, help support Mike Thompson of Monkey House Guitars and the Music of America podcast by asking you to consider doing a benefit for the American Cancer Society. Also, check them out. Monkey House Guitars, all one word. Monkey House, one word, guitars. Tecumseh, Kansas. If you can think it, they can build it. What do you play, Brooks? What's your uh, guitar of choice? I like Ibanez. Um, yeah. The the guitar I have now, I've, I've got it completely covered in stickers. Um, just completely. You can't see any of the body anymore. And it is <laughs> a... Um, $25 purchase from a garage sale. So Oh no kidding. That's that's what I like to play when I take it out. So it's so funny. I, I mean you look at my collection, I've got a story about all of my guitars just about. And it's the ones like that though that I enjoy the most. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Do you uh, play acoustic too or just do everything in electric? I since I do uh solo shows, I take my um I, I call it stick, the one that's covered in stickers. It's a uh, Esteban guitar, uh -huh. you know, yeah. you know those. And I plug it into a little line six, got a little crunch on there for uh, distortion effect. And that's just a solo performance right there. And it sounds, it's got an interesting sound. It's um, how I really like to, to go solo. I saw a guy in this little town, Fenton, Missouri, outside of St. Louis, and he was from uh, Branson. And I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he came there with a rack of guitars. He had a, a couple of acoustics, an electric, and a bass. And uh, he picked up his acoustic and he started doing. Doom, 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 doom. 
and he had it on a loop. Oh, cool. So then he picked it, then he started playing acoustic chords. And it was like, uh, it reminded me of uh, KT Understall in the, uh, uh, what was that song? The Big Black Horse in the Cherry Tree. Hmm. He did it all, all by himself. So he started singing like, or whatever, you know. And so he's got all these parts looped and he puts that guitar down. He spins his rack and grabs the bass and throws in a bass line. He oh, cool. gets that recorder, sets that down, spins around, grabs his electric. It starts playing leads on top of everything. And then he sings the song and he's playing his leads and he's singing a song all on a loop station. I'm like, I could never do that. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, just the way those, uh, I can't imagine like the amount of effort they put into that before yeah. they ever bring it out in front of anybody. It just blows my mind. Well, when you do stuff like that, I mean, you're doing the same thing yourself. What do you do for percussion? Oh, <laughs> I, I just, I hire musicians. Oh, no, when you're doing a one-man show, when you do a one-man show, do you hire people still? No, I, when I'm performing, I'm on stage by myself, just playing my solo acoustic vocals. Yeah. So. Okay, okay, so you do acoustic, you don't, yeah, just a little bit of crunch, but you don't do like the real heavy punk crunchy distorted no no the and i'm not like one of those like bad attitude punks i i'm just i'm i'm not a punk i'm more of a meh punk so i'm just kind of like hey i'm brooks i play punk songs yeah this yeah. is my solo stuff here there's a band i met in hawaii and their percussionist is a robot oh <laughs> and they've given her a name and i can't think of her name but uh it uh they they go out on stage. It's a, a guy and a gal and a square cardboard box robot, but it blows smoke. Oh, cool. And they're teaching her some words like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> and it's it's become quite a thing on one of the, I guess, I think they're on Oahu. And it's become one of the things on Oahu that the, they just want, everybody wants the robot. They. <laughs> <laughs> they they go see the band because they got to see the robot play, and it's real simple, real simplistic. I mean, you know, just the flex pipe for arms, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's their percussion. It's just a, I guess, a keyboard and a computer. Yeah, I I really would like to in the future focus on uh, kind of an interesting stage show featuring like old tvs with like something going on there and then like to have that be part of the band and part of the sound and that uh -huh. be something interesting for because it audiences these days they they demand a little more from a performance than maybe they they really should <laughs> i think if you're you're there to see a band let them do their thing but um i think also having something for an audience that wants a little more and has a little less of an attention span than <laughs> just yeah. see it a man, you know? Now we mentioned a couple other bands that you've played with before. And I think they have met or some of the band members from altered saints met because they were from some of the guys were from yet another band. I, I, absent saints, absent, absent saints, saints, absent yeah. saints. Yes. Yeah, right. And, uh, and I got thinking at, uh, festivals, or rock shows or concerts or whatever is that like a network thing that you guys do and how, what is that defined as when well, it, it, it's not a battle of the bands you know what i mean but you might have five or seven bands show up at a gig yeah 
A- anytime I perform with anybody new, I'm always asking them, you know, what what do you think? Where do you think I should go? How do you think I should? Um, what where should I take my music? Uh, what are you, what are you doing differently? And it's always a, um, hey, I know this guy. You should talk to this person. Or yeah. I really think your sound would be good with Josh from Manhattan. Or you need to talk to Sage from Emporia. Or these guys from Hutch that are really cool. Or Hayes, Kansas. Or Wichita. And all over the place. And it's it's kind of a where where, who, how, what can we do to do something different and be successful in however we want to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of, a lot of networking, uh, just like playing, playing little shows here and there and having fun. But it's like you said, you can't just, you can't just play Salina or you'll, you'll burn everybody out. So you gotta be able to travel around. Exactly. Yeah. What's the, what's the biggest venue you've played? I uh, I guess here in Salina I played the Muse Ballroom and it's a it's a good size venue. I've played it a, a few times. Um, also, little outdoor shows for uh, festivals like uh, Legion Fest was one that we played a band with um, Minus Angst. That was one of our first. Oh wow! Little shows <laughs> so. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot more people there than we expected, and it was our first time going out. And I was just like, "Yeah, this is really cool, man." And we didn't play after that. We moved on <laughs> in a different direction. So. <laughs> now I want to bring the uh, Tears for Fears did a song called "Shout." Junior yeah. and the All Stars did a song called "Shout." Yeah, and Brooks Olivier does a song called "Shout." Tell us about yours. Well, shouts a um, shouts an interesting song about a fictional. Once again, I'm returning to this is why I, I played a punk club in Missouri, uh, um, and they called me too emo. <laughs> oh, really? This is, this is one of those emo songs. It's about a relationship that isn't going to work out. Um, it's too. It's a a couple that have different um i guess psychological disorders so one <laughs> of them is saying you know tell me what you want and the other one just refuses so that is the basis of the song and i really i, I wrote of course like i said i wrote the guitar actually for this one it was returning back to minus angst this was originally a baseline for that band. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. And, and then I took it over to the Slipstream Drive and we started working on what ended up being Shout. And then when the Slipstream Drive didn't show up to record music, I recorded it uh, as a demo and re-recorded it with uh, Sage out of Emporia, uh, Misleading Studios. So, well, be darned. well we're going to give it a listen. Song is called Shout. Doesn't mean you got to shout. I'm just going <laughs> to listen to it. All right. And uh, BRX Brooks Olivier from Salina, Kansas.
song is called Shout with Brooks Olivier and BRX from San Diego by Brooks or do you go by BRX when you're uh, doing a show? Brooks is how I prefer. <laughs> Brooks. Okay. Okay. I've been calling you BRX through the whole show. And I thought Not I, a problem. Maybe... Everybody does. Yeah. Well, this is the last segment of the show. We call it Shameless Self-Promotion. Brooks, this is where you uh, just promote, promote, promote. Tell us everything we need to know about you and your merchandise and your music and how we can support you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually am, I don't have any shows coming up, but I am recording music in November. I'm recording six more songs for an EP that, or an album uh, that I'm going to release and it's going to be called, it's pronounced Brooks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I'm a big fan of uh, bringing other local artists into my work. So I've hired a um, artist 
named Nick Perry. He does Red Lager Studios. He's an amazing, amazingly talented artist. He did the album cover. I'm working with Sage uh, from Misleading Studios on finishing up that album. Um, I actually will be releasing three different music videos. The first one, of course, for everything was funded partially by a New Horizons grant from wow. the Salina Arts and Her- Humanities. I I don't think it's New Horizons. I think it's just Horizons grant. I misspoke there. <laughs> but um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to work with Shane from Philly Creative. I don't think sh- she was involved with Philly Creative, but it's a side project for them. And I'm really excited to get this music out and share it with the world. Sounds great. And where do we find it? Um, I'm going to have on Facebook, BRX, on TikTok, Instagram. If you want to add me on Facebook, I'm the only Brooks Olivier out there. So B-R-O-O-K-S-O-L-I-V-I-E-R. You can find me. So, And not Brooks Oliver, like I had originally. <laughs> Brooks Olivier. <laughs> Brooks Olivier. Brooks, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Good hey. luck in your new project and uh, looking forward to hearing it. And uh, hearing from you when it's out, send it to me and we'll put it on our platform. Okay. Excellent. Sounds great. Thanks a lot yeah. for the opportunity. All right, man. Our guest again was Brooks Oliver, or BRX, as I've been calling him up next. One of our sponsors, Mike Thompson and Monkey House Guitars. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.